Fan Nation, John Pemba here with James Grani. Welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast and live stream recording here for Friday's 14-game main slate. James, TGIF, thank God it's Friday. 14 games <laughs> to end the week. Here we are. We've made it. Big, big slate, which has been the trend all week long. Uh, big slate on Tuesday, big slate on Wednesday, a bigger slate than usual on Thursday. <laughs> 14 games here on a Friday to finish it out. Yeah, they. I think baseball is super happy that sports were ending, and now they're just like, you know what? Let's just shove all of our games in front of all the audience that just lost hockey and basketball in the same week. Um, I think that was literally probably the schedule makers, right? Like early in the year, just like, all right, NBA Finals probably ends right here. Let's just put a lot of baseball this yeah, week. Stack it. Stack yeah. all these games up. Uh, we'll, and still we'll no one's going to watch. And still no one's going to watch, uh, except our loyal fans here at Fancy Lime and Better Sports Network. They're going to watch. And even if they don't, they're still going to watch us, John, uh, and watch our content uh, breaking down the 14 games late. And why don't we just jump into it? Because we have 14 games. Yeah, I agree. Sentiment man. TGIF. I like that one. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> yeah. I like I like that one uh, quite Are a bit. Are you too young for that? Or do you remember the TGIF days? Like the the restaurant? No, there there was a whole it's a whole like TV promotional thing. It was like TJF. Thank God it's Fridays, and they used to have a whole bunch of like TV shows on at night. And it was like the TJF Friday night. Mm. You're you're younger than me. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Those who are watching, I'm sure they remember the TJF nights. You know. TJF. Uh, the TJF Fridays also yes a restaurant. Yes, uh, first date. Is, first date was my now wife. First average, date. Was, it's average at best. I'm sorry to say. First first date I took my wife to. Uh, yeah. Did you, did you use gift cards and coupons or like what was the? No, uh, I mean should have. I was in college, so we should right. you know should have should have. Um, yeah, let's just jump into the odds. Enough about TJF. Even though you know it is we are TJF. Um, let's look at the biggest favorites we have because again, 14 games. Not going to spend all this time. Uh, minus 195 is Houston at home against Cincinnati. The Los Angeles, uh, I almost called them Lakers. Los Angeles Angels minus one fifty-five on the road, taking on the Kansas City Royals. A uh, biggest favorite on the board looks to be the Atlanta Braves minus two fifty. They are hosting the Colorado Rockies once again. That matchup is going to be very interesting. Also, I see some conflicting reports here, John. Maybe we, we should do some research. Uh, I see Denison Lamette on DraftKings. The place, other the other place I'm looking currently has uh, Peter Lambert. So okay. uh, I guess we'll have to take a look to see what is correct. Maybe MLB.com. I'll, I'll take a look over there sure. um, to see. But those are the biggest. Uh, Sanya Contera and the Miami Marlins minus 180. That's another um, big favorite. They're on the road actually. Minus 180. So that's it. Yeah. You want uh, up against Mar- Washington too, which is not generally an easy matchup. So yeah, well, the Marlins are even though they're like minus forty in run differential, like ten games over five hundred, and they've had their best start since the year yeah. they won the World Series. And so. their best pitcher is terrible. Their worst pitcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their worst their, pitcher. Their yeah. best pitcher is the worst well, pitcher. Last year's Cy Young Award winner is the worst pitcher. Yep, and their best pitcher this year is not going to be on the team for much longer because he's on innings limit. Um, let's go over to the over unders. 10 implied runs right off the bat in Colorado, Atlanta. Uh, no surprise there. That game had a lot of runs scored on Thursday. Nine and a half implied in the Red Sox-Yankees game. Domingo Herman versus Tanner Houck. Uh, we got nine implied runs, Pittsburgh-Milwaukee. Nine and a half in Angels-Royals. And that's really it. 
And that will wrap it up for the Las Vegas preview here, John. Sure. Uh, when we're looking at weather here, uh, there, it is going to start raining up the East Coast here. Uh, so we have some rain in New York, uh, the Mets versus St. Louis. So that's something we're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, rain in Boston is not going to come till later on in the evening. So there really shouldn't be anything too worrisome. You know, with the pitch clock and all the new rule changes, we aren't getting four-hour Red Sox-Yankee games anymore. Uh, so this one should be done by the time the rain gets uh, to Boston. Saturday's game could be a complete washout. I don't know if they're going to be able to get that one in here. But uh, rest of the slate looks pretty good here for weather. Uh, so, James, that being said, we got 14 games to talk about, which means probably got a handful of pitchers at least that we're looking to play. Talk to me about your favorites. Yeah, um, just confirmed Denison Lumet, according to MLB.com, is starting. So okay. I don't know what – That's good um, news for us because we yes, want to – Yes, very, very good news for us. And it's uh, – yeah, so top pitchers today – I like Joe Ryan. Now, you brought it up before we hopped on this podcast that Joe Ryan's pitch counts have obviously kind of fiddled, fizzled out. And um, we saw that same thing happen with Sonny Gray on Thursday where they took him out of 79 pitches. And I think Minnesota is just kind of maybe preserving starters for later in the year, especially Sonny Gray, who's been oft injured. Joe Ryan probably never going to have a workload that he's on pace to have this year um so you know definitely something to monitor but the spot is elite it's as good as it gets against detroit i know detroit did have a good game on thursday but that is not as frequent as the bad games that they typically have if you don't want to play joe ryan i think pivoting to zach Allen is perfectly fine i know zach Allen has actually had a couple of rocky starts after you know going through that incredible historic stretch of four straight scoreless games um but he is still an elite pitcher we've seen 27 or more fantasy points i mean four five six six times this year um and he takes on a cleveland offense that clearly has better results against lefties i think that is something that you and i have have come to just agree on like they can't hit righties but they do have some crooked numbers against lefties of late um and then my third pitcher up here I like Michael Kopech. Um, Seattle's offense is still just middle of the pack, and Michael Kopech's still really pitching well. Yeah. His worst start recently was four and a third against the Angels, where, yeah, he struggled early in that game. He gave up runs right off the bat. He had 10 strikeouts in that game that like still you know covered up his poor outing and 102 yeah. pitches in four and a third, and we've talked about this a bunch this year, where – Guys who strike arm people out are just the infinite better plays on DraftKings, even than like guys who may like even if Kopik won five innings and gave us nine strikeouts. Yeah. That's okay and didn't give up a, like more than two runs. Like you'd be okay with that start because the nine strikeouts are what really makes a dent in the DraftKings scoring. Um so I like Michael Kopik ninety three hundred going up against the uh Mariners offense, still ranking in the bottom ten against right handed pitching across almost every category. And we know that they're a team that also strikes out a bunch of good trades as well. Yeah, I really don't have much to argue with you when it comes to those guys. I like Gallon and Kopech uh, as my two favorite here. Obviously, Ryan, uh, given his pedigree, should be con- should be considered. But the Minnesota, his recent pitching performances and the Minnesota's recent usage of their starters certainly has me a little bit concerned to pay 10-6 on a big slate like right. this. Um, I also like some guys down here in the mid-tier, and they're opposing one another. 
Uh, we've been waiting for Julio Tehran to fall off a cliff. You know, some of the <laughs> you know numbers suggest it could be happening soon. Um, so you could certainly take a, a look there and, and go in that direction. Um, you know, but at the value, you know, Rich Hill's down here still pitching right. some pretty good games, and we've been throwing lefties against Milwaukee all season long. Now they have some guys that have started to come around a little bit against Southpaws, but still, Hill's got a decent strikeout rate of late. I, I kind of think he's a good value play on this slate down here. He was good. We liked him on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we liked, liked him on the Thursday slate until they moved on. The, yeah, on the and Thursday now he's got slate. a better matchup. So and now he's in an infinitely better matchup, right? Um, definitely because on Thursday it was Machado Tatis that he was going up against, and right. now it's. Uh, yeah, we weren't even our, considering him for for the Thursday. No, was it? No, no, the Cubs, the Cubs, the Cubs. Cubs sorry, right. it was the Cubs. But the Cubs still hit lefties pretty well, where Milwaukee just doesn't in any capacity hit lefties well like none zero zilch worse offense in baseball against lefties i like rich hill i, I think that's a good value call um julio Turan, you know i guess it is what it is right um uh, other than that i mean three starts right four starts sample size now at this four, point yeah. where he's yeah. good so yeah and and other than the anomaly seemingly strikeout game where he had zero against toronto he's had five or more in the other three starts so yeah um yeah i i can get there yeah, and also good on julio Tron, man like we, yeah, we, we good were on skeptical Tron. when he came in the league and oh yeah san francisco toronto cincinnati the hottest team in baseball oakland uh you know just coming down and shutting them down here so uh yeah i think he could be you know he's obviously a little bit more expensive but i think it was gonna be an interesting spot in the, in the mid-tier range anybody else for you at pitching tonight yeah um tywin walker I'm going to get to, he's coming off one of his better starts. And I know Oakland has been better. I'm, I'm granting you that and everyone that. Tyler Walker's also been better. Um, 13 straight scoreless innings, including five innings against the Dodgers that he fired scoreless inning, for, scoreless against. Um, we know Philly's offense has been better. He's allowed three earned runs or less and five consecutive starts and seven of his last eight overall. So Tywin Walker kind of... Turning the corner here. We know Oakland's the worst hitting team against, well, second now, worst hitting team against righties. And they have a 25% striker rate, which is also the second highest mark in the league. So I like Tywin Walker. And I like Brian Wu a little bit here, John. Uh, starting for the Mariners here. And I know that I'm using, a, you know, or suggesting a starter against him in the White Sox. And listen, the White Sox have been a little bit better with Eli Jimenez in the lineup this year, no doubt. It, you know, but Wu making his second start, his first start went terribly. Let's just yeah. we'll get that out of the way. That happens against Texas, right? Texas is a very good offense. So are the Angels at times. And Brian Wu had seven strikeouts over four and four and a, uh, two thirds innings. Now he went 81 pitches, not the best, but he's 5,400. He got called up from double A prior to this, so he has no triple A experience. And we've seen this a couple times this year with guys getting straight called up with a lot of success. Yuri Perez, um, Smith Shaver uh, for the Braves had another good start on Thursday and 18 fantasy points. And Brian Wu at double A this year, 59 strikeouts in 44 innings. Uh, he is a, he's a good strikeout arm. The White Sox are just kind of like a middling offense overall. 665 team OPS against right-handed pitching this year. That's 27th. 147 ISO against righties, despite having 
like good power hitters, that's 21st. So mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like Brian Wu as like a sneaky SP2 on this slate, uh, especially if the we're going to see the pitch count. And I don't even know if the first game was a pitch count related issue. He just right. got shelled. Like, and then the second start, who, four and two thirds, maybe he ran into trouble and they took him out. But um, 17 and a half fantasy points at, you know, again, he's $5,400 on this slate. I'd be more than okay with that amount of fantasy points at $5,400. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, maybe the only other dart throw I'd be willing just to kind of bring out is Sears. Um, Philly striking out at a very high clip against left-handed pitching on the year. Uh, they hit for power against left-handed pitching. Sears gives up home runs, so that is a that could be a, an issue for him. But uh, he does miss bats, and uh, you know Philly a lot of lefties in their lineup. So uh, just dart throw material, just putting it out there because um, we've used Sears a few times yep. uh, this year. So. Uh, let's move on over to hitters here, James. Talk about your favorite hitters of the night. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go right back to Atlanta here. They were, were popular on Thursday, and it paid off. They scored nine runs. Um, nine runs, right? Eight runs. Eight runs on Thursday. They looked good. They hit a bunch of home runs. One of the home runs that left the yard, Matt Olson. Um, as soon as a righty came in, he homers off them. Yeah. Getting a righty in Lamette, who struggled mightily with left-handed pitching specifically, or left-handed hitter specifically, so I like him. I like Austin Riley to have a bounce back. He's been hitting righties better as the year has progressed, and we talk about that. Like, he struggled against righties to begin the year, but as soon as the sample starts evening out, you start seeing, or getting larger, you see the numbers start evening out. So I like Austin Riley. I like uh, Matt Olson, and I like Ellie De La Cruz and Jonathan India. Now, they get J.P. France for the Astros, and J.P. France we've talked about a bunch. He is a very big reverse splits pitcher. He is really, really bad against right-handed bats, and that has not changed at all. So, you know, the De La Cruz thing is a little scary because... He'll flip around. He'll bat lefty, and and France really actually has been, like, weirdly dominant against that split specifically. And, you know, that's scary, right? But... But, I mean, India, Steer, McLean, right. Stevenson, like there's a whole lot of righties in that. A one. lot of right-handed, a lot of right-handed um, bats in this lineup. So I, I love India, and you've talked about it a bunch this year, where India's just been better from the right side of the of the dish this year, or against right-handed pitching, I should say. And then my last name, another guy you gave a shout to on Thursday stream coming around is Carlos Correa. And, and, yeah. and, uh, and, Car- and, Car- and Carlos Correa um, had another good game on Thursday. Um, now hits in, what, seven straight games? And a lot of yeah. extra base hits, too. Like, maybe we're starting to get a healthy version of Carlos Correa because he's never been this bad. John. Like, he yeah. is bad. He has he had largely been terrible for the last, um, I mean, until this last seven-game stretch. Yeah, I listen, He he's starting to to get come around a little bit. I, I don't mind that. I, I think there's some potential for him against lefties, uh, as we've talked about here, um, and, and can certainly go there. I still like the race. Again, Darvish, as we've talked about, has been hittable, yes. right? Yes. So you, you have him here against a race team that hammers uh, everybody. It, lefties, righties, doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, Yandy Diaz is up top. Luke Rayleigh, we know, has some value. Um, you know, Wander's there. Taylor Walls always hits lefties far better. Like, he'll be in the lineup. Yep. There's just a lot of guys in Tampa Bay 
at all different pricing levels here that I'm going to be in on against you, Darvish, on this slate. Yeah, I think it's interesting um, because we were in, and we were in on a much worse offense than Tampa. We we are touting the Guardians, not not Tampa, the Guardians. Um, yeah, I know, right? So, um, I Tampa, I think you could play any of these Tampa guys. Now, Walls has been lar- like really, really bad. I guess hits in five of his last six are mm-hmm. starting to come around. So, I guess there's a there's a case to be made there. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that one. Um, you know, it's there's just uh, kind of looking down the list there. We like a lot of pitchers. There's some good top-end pitching on this slate, so there's not a ton of, like, obvious targets here. Um, Abbott's kind of interesting, though, because I have used him on some slates. Yes. I don't know if I use him on this slate, though. So I, I may be looking at Houston as well as a stack against him. I guess it de- <sighs> Here's our here. – We've talked about this a bunch this year. Houston has not been the same team against left-handed pitching this year from the start of the year until now. And I know they have some some hot hitters. Chaz McCormick, another multi-hit game on Thursday. Abreu had been really hot coming into Thursday's game, but Bregman has been worse against lefties. Altuve has been worse against lefties. They don't have Jordan. And Mackenzie Gordon shut him out for five and two thirds or six and two thirds, whatever they let Mackenzie Gore go. Um, I don't know. Maybe Abbott is a sneaky, maybe Abbott is a sneaky play on a 14 game slate. He could be, he could be a sneaky play. You think so? I don't know. Houston hasn't been the same team against lefties this year. So I don't know. It's a better ballpark. Possibly coming around. I mean, listen, Jose Brady is still cheap at 3,100. I know you mentioned the splits are different. Few bonds there. Their outfielders and Myers sure. and Chaz have some power. So um, I just think that could be an interesting spot. Any other values for you in the infield? Uh, values. Yeah. Donovan Solano, if they're going to lead him off against a lefty again, he homered, three run home run. Shout out to our boy, uh, Mark Pitts, there in, in chat mentioning Donovan Solano. Um, congrats on the win, John, as you hit a, as you hit a nice. A nice little bet on the uh, thanks to Kyber Ruiz there. Yeah, Kyber um, Ruiz home run. You know, give give the money line Washington uh, bet at plus one seventy a win. It's nice. You know what? You take take the wins. Take the wins. Um, but yeah, Don. How about Donovan Solano, who's kind of rolling right now? Had yeah. a twenty four hundred. We're gonna face a lefty again. Probably leads off again. And I'll go Royce Lewis in the same game. I, you know. I didn't like the Twins all that much on Thursday. And you know what? You and I are big Twins believers here. And it worked out for me because I played Matt Boyd, and he's like the second highest, or I think the highest scoring pitcher on tonight's slate thus far. Right, just because of the strikeouts. We'll, we'll see how strikeouts. As of now, as a recording, obviously there's still uh, some games Dylan Cease, on. Yeah, Dylan Cease is starting off really, really hot, and, and there's some, um, right. I'm just saying, like, I'm going back to the Twins against uh, against a lefty here, and I don't care who knows it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's go on over then to the outfield. I talk about our favorite outfielders on the slate. Again, a lot of top-end talent here, so where are we going? I mean, we're going to Otani if he plays. Number one, first and foremost, will Shohei play? You've pointed it out a few times this year. Sometimes he doesn't play after days he pitches, right? So. Mm-hmm. TBD on Shohei Otani. And if I literally is homeward in every game except for the ones I played him. So, you know. He has been on a an absolute different planet. 
no, like no doubt about it. He's been the best hitter in baseball, which is insane because you go, he goes through stretches where he looks like the best pitcher in baseball as well. And that's unfair. Um, Definitely Otani if he plays 22nd home run. I love George Springer getting the lefty here. And um, Nick Castellanos would be my other top uh, outfielder. He also gets a lefty. Nothing like you can obviously play Acuna. I'm not going to sit here and, and like, I, yes. I'm playing Corbin Carroll. Uh, Tristan McKenzie looked great in his first start and was shelled in his second start. Yes. Yes. Um, and you I mean Corbin Carroll obviously didn't, you know, 0 for 4 finally in that game against Philly. But before that, like nobody. <laughs> Nobody got getting Corbin Carroll out of this out of yeah. a baseball game. So uh love Corbin Carroll at fifty four hundred dollars. I think he's gonna be one of my uh favorite plays there. If you wanna play a home run call and maybe tomorrow when you do a tweet, I mean Schwarber against Sears, right? Like yeah, he does hit for a lot of power and Sears gives up home runs. So yep. uh I, I do think that Schwarber maybe as a as a one-off home run uh Dong could be could be a play there uh, up at the top. Uh there's some interest for me. Uh, on that level, blue, nobody's going to play the Blue Jays again because they just never do. Uh, but you have Springer at 49 against Martin Perez uh, that I think has some uh, some interesting upside there as well. So um, I like Blue Jays. I like Arizona because, again, I don't know what McKenzie's going to show up. And sometimes name value, people won't go up against McKenzie. He's only two starts back from injury, right? So And one of them was good, and one of, one of them was very good, and one of them was very bad. So – and Arizona's been one of the better offenses in baseball here for a little bit, so uh, I, that's where I'm going at the top. I agree with. I agree. When you're uh, going into the mid tier range, uh, which which names stand up to you on this evening? Uh, I like Braves, Marcelo Zuna, and Eddie Rosario, both hitting righties really well. Randall Grishik and Jerks and Profar. I think you can um, get to either guy there. They face lefties. Jack Sawinski, if there's a righty on the mound, there's obligatory Jack Sawinski. Hey, double shout out. Day, yeah. uh, he has so many double home run games this year. It's sick. And um, then Jordan Walker, who has since he gotten called up, Jordan Walker's raking. And unfortunately yeah. for Jordan Walker, nobody else on his team is raking at, or even hitting for that matter. Um, but like, look at the game logs for Jordan Walker. I mean, he, this is how he started his career, where he gets hits in every game. Well, he has like a nine-game hitting streak, a yeah. bunch of extra base hits. He's back to hitting 290. And the last time we saw Tyler McGill on the mound, he gave up seven earned in three in three innings. And he's kind of been terrible all year long. I mean, yeah. 514 ERA. He's had a couple good starts, but like three of his last four starts, he's allowed four earned or more. He's allowed eight base runners or more. So uh, I love Jordan Walker here in the value tier. Good value one. How are we approaching the Giants outfield here with Matt Andrees? Question mark? Question mark? Maybe that's that's it's debatable, right? It's, we don't. Yeah, no, there's nothing official. I right. I saw something that um the Dodgers minor league affiliate was Gavin Stone was scheduled to pitch and their game got canceled. So there's obviously speculation that he well, Gavin Stone pitch. wasn't any good when he was up here. He either. was he was not. I'm just suggesting like we have. The Dodgers have not announced anything on on the Friday front at, right. at the time that you and I are recording. Right. So. If they call up Gavin Stone, as we're looking here, he had a 14 ERA and he allowed a uh, 15 earned run, 16 earned runs in three appearances. <laughs> not great, Bob. <laughs> not great. Uh, if he ends up being the one, or if it is Matt Andrees, uh, I mean, Giants, yeah. got to be in play, right? Yeah, yeah. All of, I mean, we would circle back to the infield, too. Thyra yeah, Shada, Lamonte, Wade, Wade, Wade. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
They would all firmly be you back in play. You have here at forty two hundred dollars. Uh, you had where was he down here? Uh, Yaz is thirty six. They they called up their top outfield prospect. Yeah, Luis Luis Matos. He hit second. He hit second in his debut. Twenty six hundred dollars um, here. I mean, yeah. You know, he's has power. He is he is a power and speed guy, and I think we're just gonna see him permanently because the Hanniger. Yeah, the unfortunate. He broke his arm. Yeah. So listen, I, I I think that the Giants outfield here could be super interesting, really, regardless yep. of who the Dodgers are taking to the mound. So yeah, and Jock Jam, and Jock Jams has been better than almost all of them too. Right. He, he's been he has like a four hundred average good for him every now and then though, which is the frustrating, yeah. frustrating part. But yeah, he did double dong four for four, four runs and two homers against his former club there. So. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that call. I think that's probably where I'm going to be looking at here in the outfield. Guys, you've mentioned, I like the Giants uh, value there. Um, just kind of like scrolling through and see if there's any other misprices. Again, this is our first look. We didn't talk much Boston. Thoughts on Herman here against uh, the Red Sox? In Boston, um, we know their offense kind of picks up a little bit. Yeah, Herman's been good. Weirdly good. Um, I don't Either know if he's the sticky stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's to be TBD. We don't know if when, if and when he's on the sticky stuff, but he's yeah. been good, like for what it's worth. I mean, six in a, he pitched six innings against Boston in yeah. their last series. He he was the only one that beat you guys. Start before one inning or six and two thirds, one run against the Dodgers. So he's been pretty good. Um, I'm not gonna get to him at 99, but also. He hasn't done. He hasn't had a lot of bad outings to like stack against. You liked Edward Oliveira's against the lefties, didn't you? Patrick yeah, he has good numbers. Yeah, he has good numbers against lefties. I mean, I like the Royals against lefties in general. They right. they do hit lefties. Um, Bobby Witt is someone who hits lefties extremely well. Oliveira's hits wef- lefties really well. Um, I could I could see myself getting to him. You know, Sandoval's been good, not great this year. Sure. Um. So if you want to get to uh, Oliveira's, that's okay. All right. Uh, before we make our lineup, give us our, your home run call of the evening. Uh, home run call, if if Otani plays, it's Otani. Okay. I'm going to go Schwarber. Okay. I think I think he gets this here. So I'm going to go Kyle Schwarber for my home run call. Uh, give me your top stack. Uh, Braves. Yeah, that's kind of hard to argue against Colorado there, right? Yeah, um, with Lamette on the mound. Yeah, uh, you like Braves? I'm gonna go Giants here as the as my value contrarian stack uh, okay. against whomever is going to be pitching for the Dodgers. Okay, so we can pair up the Braves with the Giants. There's definitely enough value to get that sure. that combo uh, in place. Who's your value play tonight? A uh, value value play is going to be Royce Lewis or Donovan Solano. I, I like the Twins a lot. They're my contrarian stack. Okay. Uh, I'll go with the Giants outfielder, uh, Mateos. I got called up there. Uh, 2600 bucks. Yeah, you said he hit second. So. Yeah, he hit second. Yeah, hit second in his debut. Uh, so that's where I'm going to go here uh, for value. Let's uh, quickly build a lineup for the folks at home before we close out the show. Uh, where are we heading and pitching? We kind of liked Rich Hill at 67. Didn't we go in on that? Yeah, want to go Hill Kopech? Hill Kopech? I'm in. Hill and Kopech, 4250 a play. <laughs> Excuse me to finish it out here. Um, where are we targeting a catcher? Um, so. Did you have a favorite catcher? Connor Wong versus a righty in, in, in uh, Fenway there? 
Connor Wong, Matt Tice. Tice. Against Singer? Tice yeah, against Matt Singer? Yeah, Matt Tice. Yeah. We'll, we'll plug that one in there for now. Uh, first base for you. Matt Olson. If we can spend up on Olson. Yeah, we can spend up on I know he's that. very expensive, but it's also going to be, I really want to get Otani and you want to get Schwarber, so we'll have to. Yeah, I, well, we don't have to get Schwarber. We can. I got uh, Mateos in here. You wanted Otani. We'll see what the lineup can look like with Schwarber, too. Um, Schwarber. So we got 3,500 for a second, third, and short, if this is the direction that we wanted to go. Um, again, we Bryce, don't have to go. Bryce Lewis. Bryce, yeah. Bryce at third. Yeah. Do we have a value second base play here? He could play Kyle Farmer at either second or third. He gets a lefty in Tyler Alexander. Yeah, I like that. And then third, shortstop is 4,500 to play. Uh, let's see. Correa? Correa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We got three twins. Uh-oh. Twins oh, stack yeah. in. Mark, close your eyes. Yeah, Dull got twin stack here. Uh, <laughs> so that's a look at our, our example lineup here put together just based off of our initial conversations on this 14-game slate. We'll have a full playbook out for everybody. You know, Will James and I will also be back live at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern. Uh, quickly, more importantly, before we get out of here, everybody, the Fantasy Football Draft Guide is now live uh, on site. Uh, if you have a subscription already, you get it free. If you don't, you can buy it by itself for $26.99 or you can sign up for free. Go to fantasyon.com slash all pro uh, and you can get a, su- a subscription with a free seven-day trial and the draft guide is included and that is a living draft guide. It's updated on site throughout the offseason all the late breaking news that is not a physical hard copy because those things go out of date and you don't want old information when you're preparing to dominate your fantasy football drafts. Uh, James and I will be back here live 5 o'clock Eastern, everybody. Good luck. We'll talk to you then.